You're listening to Watching Friends on the HyperX Podcast Network. Hi there, welcome back to Watching Friends. This is Season 2, Episode 8, The One with the List. My name is Mark. And Ryan is just a waitress. I'm Ryan and I've got chubby ankles. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is that you admitting that? Or, well, uh, maybe we'll put a picture up on the Patreon, yeah? Yeah, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon step one, only fans step two. <laughs> yeah. right, I don't think anyone will be subscribed to that one. God, no. <laughs> uh, although uh, there was a, a news article today um, about a celebrity who's on uh, 90 Day Fiancé is some American program about getting married like reality TV uh, and she sells her farts for £50,000 a week to so, who? to stupid people she's like she puts them in a jar for like a grand each and she's obviously got 50 people out there every week buying jars of air from her how do they know? They, well they don't do they so but you'd open it and you'd <laughs> wasted a grand and you go ah that was worth it but yeah. you'd have to open it to know you'd be ripped off yeah, so, so, you know, maybe if you did do an OnlyFans, maybe there's someone out there who would give you lots of money. I mean, let's not put me in the same category as Bart, that is, but <laughs> <laughs> well, some dignity at least. Well, yeah, you, you can have your own dignity by supporting us on Patreon. Um, yes. So you can, you can join us at patreon.com forward slash watching friends, where there's loads of interesting and cool content. We have just started uh, going through season one of Joey. It's exciting times. Yeah, so I've only watched uh, the first series before, way back when it first came out on DVD. And the second series, like, I think they released two copies of that on DVD and never got seen again. I, think, I remember watching it when it aired on Channel 5 in the UK. And I don't know if they showed it all or not. No. Wait, I quite like the first series. Like, it, it, it starts out not great. And by the end, I think it's, it finds its, its feet a little bit. Uh, but you, you can come and join us on the journey. It's exclusive to patrons. And they basically help us to do this, basically, and give you the free content, I guess. Yeah. So I guess we should get into our episode after that, <laughs> that weird uh, preamble. Yeah. Normally, uh, I'm the one on the tangents. So I'm like, buy yeah. my farts. <laughs> yeah, we had not planned that. I was expecting that. Uh, so, yeah, we are straight into this episode with Rachel uh, telling Monica and Phoebes that she kissed Ross. Ross kissed me. No! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Unbelievable! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> okay, all right. We want to hear everything. Monica, get the wine and unplug the phone. Okay. Rachel, does this end well, or do we need to get tissues? Oh, it ended very well. Oh, do not start without me! Do not start without me! Okay, all right. Let's hear about the kiss. Was it like was it like a soft brush against your lips, or was it like a you know I gotta have you now kind of thing? Well, at first it was really intense, you know, and then, oh, God, and then we just sort of sunk into it. Oh, so, okay, was he holding you, or, like, or was his hands, like, on your back? And, you know. No, actually, first they, they, were, they started out on my waist, and then they slid up, and then they were in my hair. Oh. oh. And, uh, and then I kissed her. Tom? Yeah. Cool. We've definitely discussed this on a previous episode, the difference between men and women yep. when it comes to romance. And 
I do find it odd how invested, like, Monica is in, like, her friend kissing her brother. I don't. I think this whole thing is cute. You never get infused when romance potentially blossoms in my life. You just all roll your eyes and throw <laughs> So maybe I could do with, uh, with a moniker in my life being like, yay, happy times for Ryan. Okay, ne- next time there's romance in your life, I'm going to come up to you and be like, so Ryan, tell me, how was it? Did, uh, did she touch your hair, put her fingers through? Probably. Did, I, did, did, quite she, like... did she touch your bum? Like, how, how, how was it? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's a bit, it's, 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 odd. it's just odd to me. Like, Monica is very invested in how happy her brother is. Uh I think the investment in her brother's happiness is perfectly normal and fine. Wanting the gory details and the play-by-plays is a bit ugh. Yeah, because at the end, the guys go, like, did you kiss? And he's like, yeah. And it's like, tongue? Yeah, cool. Like, and, I, and I do think this is an American thing I've noticed on TV. is They're oddly invested in French kissing. Like, French kissing to Americans is seen as, I don't know, this, this very, I don't even think passionate's the right word. But just this thing that's like, oh, you, you French kissed, did you? Whereas in the UK, like... Just a snog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, did you kiss them? Like, if you say, did you kiss them? That's what you assume you did. But in America, it's like, did you, did you French kiss? Did you use tongue? Ooh, ooh la la. Like, that's, that's exotic, isn't it? I'm not aware of ever making that distinction, I guess. I suppose in public, I would, I would kiss a partner. I probably wouldn't French kiss them in the street. Like, it's definitely a different type of kiss, I suppose. Yes. But in, in general, yeah, it's, it's, it's all one and the same. Yeah, yeah, pretty much to us. So... Uh, Phoebe's demands wine and uh, the phone off the hook to get all the details like who's calling them no, no one calls the friends apart from other friends you never know I mean it could be it could be the bank there could be a new imposter Monica yeah, I, I guess so but Rach has to spoil it by saying it ends very well like she, she gives it up right away like oh it ends very well again this may be a difference between men and women thing but it, the kiss ending well in my brain means sex that's how it ends well well well, yeah yeah like you know like how did the date go yeah it went all right if you went the date went very well like yeah you're gonna assume you know more more, more than yeah more than kissing (laughs) happened right yeah uh you know phoebes wants to know what sort of kiss it was it's ross like you know i can't imagine him having any kissing game to start with you know he's only been with one woman well, technically two at this point. Yep. Uh, I, well, d- I don't want to know. Depending on if you retcon mistakes, though, technically three. Yes. But, you know. I, uh, yeah, and I assume there's been other women he's, uh, he's probably kissed off screen. Like, he must have dated other people before Carol, like, wasn't... Yeah, like, Carol may have been his first, like, full-fledged sexual relationship, yeah. but surely he dated, you know, and kind of made out, as Americans yes. say. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but I, I don't want to know about Ross, Ross's kissing technique or anything. There's nothing to gain from that it's not sexy at all yeah i don't want to think about it <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminds me of the bit where uh is it chandler gets the the guys to think about their their grandma when they're kissing Ugh. and like it just pops up all the time it's, it's almost like that like you being like every time you think about kissing now ryan so when you're with your next lady friend think of ross think of how ross does it great <laughs> i've ruined kissing <laughs> you've ruined everything there uh so you know, it's, it, it, I just don't want to know. I, d- I don't know. I, I don't want to know. Uh, I do love, like, the dynamic of, like, the, the gossipness of it all. Like, guys don't care for this stuff, really. Like, especially when there's pizza around. Well, we, I guess men care about the, the basic detail of, did it happen? Yes. Was it good? Yes or no? Fine. 
women want all the details and the romance and yeah. the passion. Um, you know, I, I, I guess maybe it's men don't want to think about their friends in that way. Maybe I was gonna say like men men or skip men. the story in porn. <laughs> you know, women don't. <laughs> yeah, men, men maybe yeah, men don't care. Like, just tell me the facts and the details. The the adventure doesn't matter. Just the the, the destination. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, we then have the intro, and we are now at Central Perk, and uh, Chandler has what looks like a brick on the table. Nope, sorry, I'm confused there. It's an old-school laptop circa 1994. It's so chunky. Oh, it is. Like, that is large. We we forget how large things are. So when we're like, oh, I've got the latest phone, it's like as thin as a credit card. You're like, no, we used to have things in our pockets that were very chunky. Yeah, I mean, people talk about how, how easy it is to break modern technology, especially mobiles. It's like it's not because it's specifically designed poorly. It's just that the old phone you had when you were seventeen had to be four inches thick and made of kind of like steel because <laughs> yeah. of course it would just it couldn't well you couldn't shrink the tech no. so it had to be big. It wasn't a deliberate choice. It wasn't let's make this more rugged. It was we can't make it smaller, so carry this around. Yeah, uh, I do love this era era of uh, tech in film and TV. Uh, you know, like especially when you like say like you watch the film Alien or Aliens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like in, in those films, like they're meant to be set in the future, and yet they're using like old school green screen CRT TVs like everywhere, and it it looks kind of cool, especially now in like a retro futuristic sort of way. Yeah. But like, there is a film uh, I really love called Hackers. You need to see it. I know you haven't seen. I it. haven't seen. You that. should see it. It's so great. I love it. Uh, where one of the key lines, like in the film, and it has like Angelina Jolie starring in it, uh, is them geeking out over the tech specs, like of the computers in front of, it. and it sounds so stupid today. And then here we are with Chandler doing the exact same thing, where he's going, ah, twelve megabyte of RAM, like for nineteen ninety four, actually was quite huge, like especially in a laptop. Yeah, like sixteen megabyte of RAM in a computer in like ninety seven was considered like top of the range. So, you know. That is amazing he had that much in a laptop. And then to put this further into context, the hard drive in his laptop was only 500 megabytes. Now, <laughs> this podcast normally runs around about 100 megabytes an episode. <laughs> so you can have five-hour podcasts stored on his whole laptop. <laughs> uh, and it has a modem that transmits at 28 BPS. And then that just reminded me of the days where web pages like, took minutes to load rather than seconds. Yep, just... It was a dark time. Yeah, it, uh, it's almost scary how quickly tech has advanced so suddenly. Oh, definitely. In you know, hundreds of years of you know horse and car, and then bam, now it's like we're going to space. Well, the the first like iPhone came out just a couple of years after Friends ended. Yeah. For reference, and in and in this, uh, well, a lot of these shows they would use the the Motorola StarTac phone, which was the f- one. I think it was one of the first flip phones out there. I used to have one. It's quite quite a nice phone. Even at the time, it was a thin, light phone. Yeah. Like, compared to anything else. And, like, you would see it in Frasier in later episodes. Like, it still looked modern in the early 2000s, despite being a 10-year-old phone. Yeah. Um, but, of course, Tron is, you know, only going to be using this to play games. And I assume he's probably going to be playing Doom, maybe Theme Park around that time, maybe SimCity. Yeah. Um, some some classic games, if you're into your gaming. Yeah, it is. It's, it's weird to... Because I would have played Doom probably around the time it came out. I'd have been, what, eight when Doom dropped? So you had a PC? No, my uncle did. So oh, okay, I would, okay. go, I would go around my uncle's and play games there. Because but... that was the time where only in a PC was probably someone in business 
Yep. Owned it. Like you didn't have a family PC then in '94. You had one because your your dad worked somewhere and needed one. Or yeah. Someone he, needed he had one. a home office. Uh, he worked for a big telecom company, and he had this PC. And I remember trying to play this Star Trek game on it that was basically like a click and point adventure game. And it was the most confusing thing in the world because it was asking you about like space trajectories. And at eight, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's boring. And just then now I probably love it. Yeah. <laughs> but back then I hated it. And I think he had Doom. I remember playing Doom at quite, quite a young age, to be fair. Yeah. But. Yeah. Amazing game. But we're, we're going to go past that. Actually, video games feature a lot in, in Friends. There's a PlayStation in there. Mm-hmm. They mention gaming a little bit. Um, but Monica is looking for a job. And somehow Joey finds a job for a naked chef. Well, actually, he doesn't. Uh, but if she's willing to cook naked, she might be willing to dance naked. I mean, <laughs> to sound logic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Dancing naked doesn't have hot things or splashing oil around. Dancing naked is much safer than cooking naked. Well, I was about to say, we know from a previous episode that you here are willing to cook naked. Yep. Uh, you know, you, you can listen back uh, to find out about that side of the tangent. I have done. It's not a service I offer. In case you want <laughs> no. to. That's not one of our Patreon exclusives. <laughs> no, no, no. Ryan doesn't cook up chipolatas, I guess. Uh, we then have Ross enter and Phoebe asks uh, how he made out last night. Hey. Oh, so um, how'd you make out last night? <laughs> that, that is funny. That is Painfully funny. No, wait, wait. Yeah, that's just painful. Wait a minute. I thought last night was, was great. Yeah, it was, but I get home, okay, and I see Julie's saline solution on my night table, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, what the hell am I doing? I mean, here I am, I'm with Julie, this incredible great woman who I care about and, and who cares about me, and I'm like, what, am I just gonna throw all that away? You got all that from saline solution? <laughs> Wait a minute, we're talking about Rachel here. You and Rachel. Uh, Believe me, I've been dreaming about me and Rachel for like 10 years now, but now I'm with Julie. You know, so it's like me and Julie, me and Rachel. Me and Julie, me and Rachel. Rachel, Rachel. Hey, you. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Um, Hi, honey. Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. (laughs) Julie. (laughs) Um, how are you? Good. Good. So everybody's here. <laughs> everybody's good. I come at this from two different perspectives. Okay. On the one hand, Ross should own this. Like, he got to kiss Rachel. So he shouldn't be like, um, you know, made it last night. Rachel was there. He should be like, yeah, I kissed Rachel. It was great. No. Like, that's, that's, that's what he should be doing. Like, he should be, like, on top of the world at this point. He's got to kiss the girl. He's wanted for, you know, ten years at this point. Uh, you know, nothing has got in his way this time. He finally managed to to achieve his goal. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, Ross is a cheater. Yes, I don't think Ross should have any pride in this. There should be nothing but shame, because the one time he shouldn't be able to kiss Rachel is when he's with Julie, <laughs> and he's still with Julie at this point. So he's yeah. a cheater. Yeah, like that. That's my my issue, I guess. Like. Personally, he should be like, hey, I got to kiss Rachel. Yes, you asked me how I made out last night. Yes, it was great. Thanks, Phoebe. Thanks for asking. Loved it. I'm, I'm on top of the world right now. Personally, though, he did, like, the worst thing to Julie. And then he's still seeing Rachel the next day. Like, shouldn't his first thing should have been, I'm going to see Julie in the morning. Yeah. I'm going to let her sleep tonight. I'm not going to ruin her sleep. 
Two in the morning, go, Julie, something happened, need to break up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Apologize, like, profusely, basically. But now he doesn't, he's just like, well, I kissed Rachel last night, I don't know where that's going to go. And there's Julie. Yeah. Oh, I won't tell her or anyone else, and everyone else in the room's aware, and no one else calls him on it. No. It's, it's, it's a very poor show from all the gang. I kind, I kind of feel maybe like Joey or Chandler would be the type, be like, happy for you but like are you sure you did the right thing like you don't want to be horrible to your friend like if if you was with a girl and you cheated on her i don't think the first thing i'll be like is like right you're a cheater you shouldn't have done that it's very naughty of you i might be like mm, what about your your girlfriend like yeah i feel like when it's your friend you there's no real use in admonishing for what they've already done yeah. because it's not helpful like if you cheated, I'd be like, oh, I'm like, Mark, you terrible person. Sit in the corner and cry. I'd just be like, oh, dude, what the hell? How are you going to fix it? Like, yeah. what, What's the plan now? I assume you're going to tell your partner. What's the deal? You, you wouldn't be high-fiving me and getting around in to, to celebrate. No, I mean, may, maybe I'm too much of an emo, but if anything, I'd, I'd be in an awful mood right now <laughs> yeah. because I've got to kiss the girl I've wanted to kiss for 10 years and I did it and betrayed someone else while doing it. That yeah. would talk... I probably wouldn't pursue a future with Rachel at this point because... I would always remember that our first kiss was a betrayal of someone else, and it would just taint the whole thing. Well, I named this clip guilty. Like, <laughs> like, like, like you're right. He, he has to feel so much guilt right now. Like, just, just going on in his head, like, even if, even if Julie was out of the country, he's still got to have that feeling inside, like, I've done something massively wrong here. I mean, do Americans just not see a kiss as a big deal? Which, if they don't, is weird, because everyone else seems to think this kiss is a giant deal. Yeah. Like, well, how would the girls react if, you know, their boyfriend kissed someone else? And also, Ross has not learned anything from this, as we learn later on, because he doesn't think about the trail ever. Like, this no. should have taught him to think about the trail. Like, who's going to find out that I kissed Rachel? Oh, everyone. Who's Who does Julie know? Oh, everyone. Like... Yeah, Rachel's a not Rachel. Julie's a part of the group at this point. Yeah. She's been set up to seem like she's now an integral part of the gang, and really, she should be getting her an episode any day now because she's <laughs> always around, uh, and she doesn't. And and surely Rachel at this point should also be in the back of her mind, going, "He's with Julie still." Yeah, and if if he'll kiss you while he's with Julie, will he kiss someone else while he's with you? Yeah, or you know, hey Ross, like are you gonna break up with Julie now? Like you know, because you want to be with me, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's such an awful situation to be but, in. But, but none of that is brought up or mentioned. Like, I, I know why it's not. But as, as, we, as we less casually watch it, like, watching this casually, you're just like, oh, it's just, it happens, right? But then as we're doing this podcast, we delve deeper into it and go, oh, actually, no, that's quite horrible or dark or whatever. Yeah, and it, it's worse because Julie's lovely. Everything we've seen of Julie so far, she doesn't have any bad points. Now, I'm sure she does as a person or a character, but from what we've been shown in the show, she's just absolutely ideal for Ross, other than the fact she's not Rachel and she's a great person. Like, swap it round. If Rachel uh, was with Italian guy mm. and she cheated on him with Ross, would you feel the same way? Prob probably not, because as a character, you don't like him. You're not meant to like him. Yeah. So you're like, no, I, uh, screw him. Who, who cares? But I would still care because to me the principle is what counts, not necessarily the intricate details. Yeah. So Paolo may be a crap weasel, but even a crap weasel shouldn't be cheated on. Yes. Because it's, it's not necessarily about Paolo. It's about who that then makes you or who that would then make Rachel. But I think that's what makes this worse is like you've got, you've got that, the cheating, and then Judy's so nice and kind of perfect for Ross as well. Yeah. 
and that's what makes it even worse is like he's actually treated her so horribly when she's done nothing wrong and doesn't deserve it whereas Paolo you could say maybe he does deserve to be treated like that because he's not a nice guy we we'll get onto it later on I guess but one thing I always feel cheated by in this episode and there's not many episodes of Friends that I feel like we were ever cheated by but this is definitely one of them because we don't get to see the resolution between Ross and Julie um and well, I feel like that a no. should have been some good acting scenes for them to get their, their you know their teeth into, and also I feel like we kind of I I was attached to Julie to the point where I felt like we were owed the scene. I'm like, where is this? Is it on the cutting room floor? Did you even write it? Where is my scene? I, I, I guess you wanted the I guess the serious scene, almost like a a Ross and Rachel argument scene, where it's him and Julie breaking up and it being serious. Whereas all we get is Julie coming back at the the end of an episode. Going, oh hi everyone! Haven't seen you in a while. Here's, here's Ross's stuff. Oh look, Russ. Yes, I'm totally besotted by this guy who looks exactly like Ross, and is Ross. Like That's poor Julie, she's so broken. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, but it, like proper rebound. But I just feel like it's how to phrase it. Essentially, it's it. I think it's not there because the more like you and I have done, you examine what happened between Russ and Rachel, the more negatively you tend to judge it when you put Julie's feelings in perspective. Yeah. So if you then get an entire scene of Julie having her heart broken, you're then, all that's naturally going to do if you're an fake person is that you go, yeah, Russ, you're such a swear words. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you, it's kind of ruining the reward of the show from a, from a meta sense, I guess, and a, a multiple season-long sense. We've been waiting 30 odd episodes for this to happen. Yeah. And if it, like, it's kind of like the audience want it to happen, but maybe it could be a cultural thing. Again, if kissing isn't such a big deal in the States as, as far as infidelity goes, maybe Americans are sitting there watching this going, it's only a kiss, whereas you and I as Brits are like, it's terrible. Well, these are meant to be our hero characters as well. Yeah. So, and what Ross does is it isn't heroic in any form. No, I mean, again, if, if I found out the girl I'd love for 10 years was in love with me, the first person who would know about that would be my partner. Yeah. And then I'd be like, right, this has become news. I don't know what's going to happen. I just had to tell you. And then if that partner's then like, I can't deal with this, I'm leaving. At least I've been honest. At least at the end of the day, I can look in the mirror and think, I did the right thing, even if I'm miserable. Even if then they leave and Rachel doesn't happen, at least I'm morally unburdened, yeah. I'm free. And, and that's assuming you even went that far, because you might go, oh, they've told me their affections. Actually, I don't care. Yeah, like, okay, well, that would have been nice six months ago, but yeah. now I'm in love with so and so. I'm only six months out of a 10 year relationship. Yeah, you know, I'd have been five, six months ago. Well, well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, but we don't get any of that, to be fair. Uh, Rachel now enters, and it's a little awkward uh, until Julie walks in, and now it's super awkward. Uh, but Julie doesn't know. And yeah, in my mind, I still think, you know, Julie's way cuter than Rachel. <laughs> Does that like, matter? Like, yeah, like, like. Because she's just her personality and who she is. She, she's just a softer character. Fair. And and I, and that's what I quite like about her. Like she comes in, she's not she's not loud or or brashful. She's just like, hey everyone, like just. Well, that's what I mentioned at the start, where I feel like if if we'd seen more of Julie, maybe she'd have some negative points that we could then use to counterbalance. Yes. Not feeling too bad for her, but we've basically seen it was this perfect, virtuous, patriarchal lady who's great, and Russ did her wrong, and we're mad at him. Yeah. Um, we've seen more of the rest of her. But maybe, maybe she is just that nice. It's entirely possible that Julie just is that fantastic. Yeah, so, so that's when I say, like, she's, she's cute. Like, that's what I mean. Like, just everything about her, there's nothing wrong. It's like, I initially it's like, thought you meant she's hotter than Rachel. No, <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. That's not right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just in terms of... It's almost like, like she's, a, she's a cute puppy who can do no wrong, basically. 
Like, like, like Judy hasn't done anything wrong ever. No. Everything that every single scene she's been in or anything that Ross mentions, you're like, yeah, that's nice. There's nothing. Whereas Rachel, you're like, well, actually, there's been quite a few arguments and toxic elements that you've done. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, lot to not like, I guess, about Rachel at this point. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, but you know, Ross wants to break the mood of this awkwardness uh, by getting Phoebe to play a song. This is a song um, about a love triangle between three people that I made up. <laughs> um, it's called um, Two of Them Kissed Last Night. <laughs> there was a girl, we'll call her Betty, and a guy, let's call him Neil. Now, I can't stress this point too strongly. This story isn't real. <laughs> now O'Neill must decide who will be the girl that he casts aside. Will Betty be the one who he loves truly? Or will it be the one who will call Luli? <laughs> he must decide. He must decide. Even though I made him up, he must decide. He must decide. I, I honestly think this is one of my all-time favourite moments of Friends. Well, whilst listening to that, I was thinking how most people think of Phoebe doing the songs is basically Smelly Cat. Maybe one other. But as we've gone through even just like the first series and half of this series, she has a lot of songs. She does. Her. At the same time, this isn't a song. It's basically her saying words and then strumming a chord once, like every few <laughs> <Yeah>. words. <laughs> it is barely playing the guitar at this point. My memory is that she gets lost in it with, with Neil and the made-up names and then Rocco Luli, and she just ups, like she manages to catch herself just in time. And I'm like, we talk about the characters being oblivious at times. And you've got Julie, poor Julie's up there, blank face. She has no yeah. idea what's going on right now. Yeah. I'm like, come on, Julie, like, seriously? Because I, I have some questions about this song. Like, Ross goes, Phoebe, play something. Play something now. And she's like, oh, I'll play something. She could have played any of her songs, but instead she decides to make up a song about Ross and Rachel and Julie. Like, why was that on her mind to do that? Well, and where did she think she was going to go with this? Well, I think if... Weirdly, I would almost want to take the initial joke away from Phoebe about how did you make out last night? Because this, if it was done as like a... I'm disappointed in Russ, so let's put him in his place type thing. Yes, where she normally trolls him. That, yeah. It would be like, fine, okay, you know, Phoebe's upset, especially because Phoebe's like the hippie, good vibe person of the group, yeah. and you shouldn't cheat. I feel like that would be, you know, definitely fit Phoebe to a T. But because she cracked that earlier joke, it's kind of weird, because she's like, I'll have fun with the cheating man, and then I'll play an awkward song putting the cheating man in his place. Gunner doesn't really fit. Yeah. So I'd have rather had, like, Chandler make the joke, and then Phoebe plays the song, and you're like, okay, this is how we found out how Phoebe feels about the situation. Yeah, she, she's basically not going to say to his face what she feels, but she's going to put it through song. song. Because yeah. <laughs> he, he does need to decide. I, yeah. I love how harsh the language in the song is as well. Like, who will he cast aside? <laughs> yeah. like, <it's> just... <laughs> but, but, but the song, like, fades out in the middle. Like, it feels like this isn't a, a two-minute long song. It, it kind of was... It reminds me of, like, uh, the War of the Worlds uh, soundtrack. Not the film. Yeah. The actual proper War of the Worlds thing um, where it's, it's like this, this story based over you know many different scores of music and that's what I imagine this is like people weren't sitting there for two minutes this this was like 20 minutes long of her telling a story <laughs> and then he went to China and came back with Huli like, it just gets more and yes. more obvious what's going on yeah so I, I would love to know why she did it how she came up with it it's 
It's, it's so funny though, like uh, like one of the best. It's so deliciously awkward. Like, is there any way I can think to phrase it? Because you're you're kind of cringing, but then it, it overspills to the point where it, you can't help but laugh at it. Yeah, because how how does Julie not go? This is a bit of a weird song. Like, I know Phoebe's weird. Yeah, I mean, I, my only assumption is that at no point has she ever ever remotely had an inkling that Rachel and Ross were anything other than just mates. No. Um, but also, like. I, I feel like Ross's hand must have been digging into her shoulder at this point. Like, the, the tension on his face. I mean, I, I'd have been like, Julie, let's leave. Yeah. We'll leave if we play the song. Uh, uh, why don't we get some food quickly? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've gone to the bathroom and just hid. <laughs> Wait till the song's over. I, I am I am having uh, gastric issues at the moment. Yeah, pop back and then see what no, Julie's well, face looks I d- like. I don't think you could do that, though, because you'd be going, who's talking to her? Someone's going to say something. I feel like I would probably trust you all not to, apart from maybe Phoebe at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but, but things slip out. Chandler especially. That's yeah, true. I mean, I wouldn't be in this situation as I would never cheat. So <laughs> that, that's, that's one for the, the bank, isn't it? Let's, let's come back to that in 10 years. I just I don't know how people do it. It's just, to me, the passion's one thing, but... Just... I mean, we've already discussed that you've been following life, uh, Ross's life, you know, goals here. Maybe you need to do this. Maybe you need to, well, first get a girlfriend, then find someone else who wants you, cheat, cheat on first girlfriend, and then you've like got all of Russ, Ross's goals there. Pass. <laughs> I feel like I don't want this yeah, one. That, that's quite the challenge, I guess. Yeah. Well, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we now cut to Monica. She's at a job interview. Uh, the actor uh, playing her interviewer is Michael McCann. McCann? McCain? 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 Uh, from Spinal Tap. Which is such an amazing movie. If you if you like comedic songs like Phoebe's Stylings, Spinal Tap all the way. But Spinal Tap, add it, add it to the list. Uh, he likes Monica's CV, and then he tells her what the job is about. It's uh, a job called Mocklet. Awful name. Well, I get it. It's chocolate. It's fake chocolate. Mocklet. But mm. Mocklet has a negative connotation. It, but like, you may as well say, buy this crap. <laughs> <laughs> crap <It's>, craplet. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Uh, now, before I continue, there's a lot of weird Friends fan theories out there, and this one's been popping up a lot lately for some reason, and it's probably one of the worst. So, it, so, so Ryan, do you want to explain this one? I was horrified when I, I first read this fan theory. Uh, so, as we know, spoilers for later on in the seasons, uh, Monica and Chandler get together, and they try to have children, and it turns out that they can't because one of them is infertile, or both technically. Chandler has low mobility sperm and Monica's basically barren. Uh, the theory is that during this conversation, when you find out there's lots of side effects from Mockler and it's not approved by the FDA, the, the theory is that Monica was fertile until she ate too much Mockler and that basically sterilised her and that's why she can't have kids. That is dark. Whose brain put that together? Because these episodes, between finding out Monica's infertile and having Mockler... There's a lot of space. Now, yeah. a lot, I know a lot of us binge friends consistently and we'll just watch episode and episode. So you could probably have, like, what, maybe a week between the episodes where they're fresh in your mind. But yeah. even so, how would who's twisted brain thought of this? So when you got the one with, uh, basically, Ross has a, a mental breakdown over his sandwich and ends up in a mental institute and loses Ben, custody of Ben and stuff like that. There's almost, like, a little bit of humour in that. But this is just horrible... Yeah, I mean, I think it's mostly just the, the topic, I guess. Yes. Uh, you know, being made infertile. And then it, it, 
I mean, annoyingly, you kind of, as dark and as oppressive and horrible a thought it is, you kind of, kind of go, maybe. Like, you, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, can't really just study it to it, but it, it's not as tenuous as it originally sounds when no. you first hear it. You're like, well, this, she has consumed essentially a bunch of toxic stuff and it could have had those effects. So, ugh. Because well, Mokla is a totally synthetic chocolate. And before I go on, uh, there's a guy called Joe Rogan. I don't know much about him. I know very dis. dis- his uh, politics and stuff, and he he does a podcast. He does. He does a very successful podcast. Um, I think he's. I think he's very right wing. See, this is the weird thing. I'm quite familiar with Joe Rogan, and he was an MMA fighter. Uh, was a commentator for UFC, I believe, uh, and then basically started his podcast. And he basically depends on who his guest is. Depends on what labels people throw him. He'll have someone like Ben Shapiro, who's pretty right-wing and conservative on his podcast, and they'll have conversations. And if at any point during that conversation, Joe Rogan finds any kind of common ground with the guest, the people on the left freak out about what a horrible person Joe Rogan is. And then vice versa. If he has someone on from the left or the right, if he wants to say he has Ben Shapiro and he disagrees with something Ben Shapiro says, the right starts saying what a left if shilly is, and he, he can't win, essentially. He does have some, I mean, some of his opinions I agree with, some I don't. Probably his most controversial opinions are probably around trans rights, and that's where he gets labelled as a far-right transphobe, um, just because of his opinions, essentially. Well, because what I heard recently is he has his own supplements out, and he promotes them. And apparently, like, they're made from, like, chicken bone dust, and, like, obviously other things. Yeah. And it's like, first off, like, chicken bone dust... But yeah, so like he puts like chicken, they put like chicken dust in it and stuff like that. And you're like, how is that like a thing like that you can ingest? So like mocklet being totally synthetic in, is like in that way. And you're like, what the hell are they putting in things? Uh, so when Monica is eating the mocklet, it crumbles and she's having trouble eating it while she waits for it to stop bubbling. Just ugh, how, how can it crumble and also bubble? <laughs> I mean, America has all sorts of strange rules for stuff you can and can't consume. Yeah. Um, a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, when McDonald's first started to open franchises in Britain, um, they tried to serve the British public the same meat, in inverted commas, that they sell in America. And the British government declared it unfit for human consumption, so they had to change it. So I've had American friends who visited the UK, and they're like, oh, my God, your McDonald's is so much better than ours. And I'm like, yeah, ours contains meat. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, yeah, we literally, as a, as a nation, our government decided this is not fit for you to eat. Well, same as American cheese, isn't it, where you're like, there is no cheese in this American cheese, and it's fluorescent. <laughs> it's like, I can't eat dairy. It's fine. It's American cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So he wants to make Thanksgiving the mocklet holiday. That's uh, an admiral goal. Yeah. At, at Friends Fest, uh, you can actually buy this as a, as a product. Um, although it is real chocolate, and by that I mean it's cheap, super cheap chocolate. We're talking like those gold coins you get at Christmas. Cheap yes, chocolate. yeah, well, probably worse than that, right? Like it's it's not it's not a Dairy Milk or a Galaxy or a Mars or whatever. It, it, it's pretty cheap chocolate. They just put the mocklet thing on it. But it's, it's, it's a cool thing you can buy. They can buy, I got a mocklet. I got a mocklet. Uh, but they're, they're looking for some chefs to make some Thanksgiving recipes. Uh, besides dessert, though, what else can you do with chocolate? Like, I, I, I have had cookbooks where they're like, you can buy a roast beef and you can put chocolate in it. And it's nice. And it's like, mm. There's very few things you can make for dinner that can contain chocolate. Yeah, maybe like a trace amount maybe to like hit some kind of flavoury thing. Yes. But the idea of like, here's a steak, milk chocolate on it. 
it doesn't work, does it? Uh, I do love how Monica lies through her teeth, though, because she wants this job. Like, we've all been there. Yep. All like, the time. Of course. Mm, I love Monica. Like, it, it was so, like, corny and American and TV advert-ish. Just where she's like, mm, now I love Mucklet. Oh, I always hate you when they ask you, like, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Because I'm like, in a different higher paying job. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> it's like, here, yeah. doing why, whatever you need me to do. Why, why did you apply for this job? I need money. Yeah, because that money you offered, that, yeah. that's what I want. I, I can do, I believe I can do the role. I don't understand why companies insist that you have this like weird because they probably know you it's full of nonsense. You'd never heard a mucklet before you applied for this job. You obviously don't care about mucklet. Maybe after six weeks you suddenly invested in mucklet, fair enough. But why you need to have that weird affection for the company at the first interview, I'll never understand. No, it's, it's it's just like a weird ego thing, isn't it? Of like, why do you want to work for the company? Like, oh, I've done all this research, thinks really cool. No, you'd want to work there because money, ultimately. Now, you have some strong opinion, Mark on American chocolate. I think American chocolate is disgusting, so... I agree. But, <laughs> <laughs> but again, we are spoilt. I mean, we are... Oh, well, we're currently based in Birmingham. Um, Cadbury is round the corner, the, the nation's favourite chocolatier. Um, are, are, are they? Is, is, that, is that a trademark? I don't know. I mean, if anyone says that there's a better I, chocolate out there than Cadbury, I feel, I feel, I feel like Lint used the title, the nation's favourite chocolatier. They're wrong. <laughs> they're the chocolates. They're the fancy chocolates you buy, like... A mother-in-law, so it looks like you made an effort. When really, all she's thinking is, "I wish this was a dairy milk," because dairy milk's the best. I don't know. I think dairy milk is like good for like the bars, but you can get better chocolate. For no. sure. This, this is your outside of Birmingham bias coming in, just being down on the second city, <laughs> taking away our chocolate. It's the best chocolate. Everyone knows it. Well, considering how bad American chocolate tastes, and I'm sure everyone everyone knows this by now. Even Americans know their chocolate tastes. Yeah, how many like, YouTube videos have you seen where it's like, American tries different snacks from around the world. Yeah. And they were like, this tastes like chocolate, not sugar. It's like, yes, yeah. that would be the chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Like, how bad must this mocklet taste? Yeah, like if, if the bar is American chocolate and this has fallen so far below it. It's, it's got to be pretty bad, right? Yeah. Well, whilst you think about how bad it could be, I think it's time for an ad break. Coming soon from HyperX. The Cloud Alpha Wireless gets up to 300 hours of battery life, so you'll spend less time charging your headset and more time charging into the action. Hear audio cues with pinpoint precision thanks to the dual chamber drivers enhanced by premium DTS Headphone X Spatial Audio. Up to 300 hours of battery, two chambers, zero wires. The Cloud Alpha Wireless. Available soon at HyperX.com, HP.com, Amazon, Best Buy, Micro Center, and more fine retailers. Hi, we have a podcast where we go to Podford University, a fake college where you... Wait, 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 it's fake? Yeah, what? I just paid tuition. I, same, I did too. To who? Well, we're doing the ad, let me finish. Find Podford University, available wherever podcasts are sold, and on the HyperX Podcast Network. Coming soon to HyperX.com, HP.com, and more fine retailers, the HyperX Cloud Alpha Wireless. The Cloud Alpha Wireless gets up to 300 hours of battery life, so you'll spend less time charging your headset and more time charging into the action. The dual chamber drivers, enhanced by premium DTS Headphone X Spatial Audio, provide reduced distortion, allowing you to hear audio cues with pinpoint precision. 
up to 300 hours of battery, two chambers, zero wires, the new HyperX Cloud Alpha Wireless. Tired of recharging your headset mid-raid on Final Fantasy XIV? I know I am. No more with the HyperX Cloud Alpha Wireless. Mark and I create this podcast in our own time, and we'd love to bring you more content. To do that, we need your support. Join the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. Our £5 tier, also available in dollars, will get you the ad-free version of the show, access to the exclusive content, such as our episode all about James Michael Tyler, our top 10 rankings of everything from the best episodes to our favourite guest stars, and our exploration of all the weird and wonderful Friends merch, Friends Fest, and much more. And beginning at the end of January, Mark and I will delve into the fantastic spin-off series, Joey, only available to patrons, help shape the future of our content with access to our Patreon polls, we're there for you. Be there for us and the rest of the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. You know, we really should have gone out and bought some chocolate now. <laughs> I mean, at least the advert taste got the taste of mocha out of our mouths. Uh, at the apartment, though, Monica is trying to come up with some ideas and recipes uh, with Phoebe. Uh, Rachel enters and then is wondering why Ross hasn't called... Sorry. Why didn't he call? He's gonna stay with Julie, isn't he? He's gonna stay with her, and she's gonna be all, Hi, I'm Julie. Ross picked me. And we're gonna get married and have lots of kids and dig up stuff together. <laughs> no offense, but that sounds nothing like her. I don't know what I'm gonna do. What am I gonna do? I mean, this this is like a complete nightmare. Oh, I know. This must be so hard. Oh, no. Two women love me. They're both gorgeous and sexy. My wall is too small for my 50s, and my diamond shoes are too tight. Hey, here's a thought, Ross. Don't touch a computer. Don't ever touch a computer. <laughs> Ross, listen. I got two words for you. Threesome. Chandler has come up with another joke of the episode for me. My joke. My joke. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh no, two women love me. They're both gorgeous and sexy, but one is too small for my 50s and my diamond shoes are too tight. <laughs> it's all in the delivery. Yeah, like, yes. the actual like, lines aren't that great, but, but, but he does such a good job just spitting them out with this kind of like barely contained jealous rage. Yes. That, <laughs> it literally is like, I could have that as a text alert on my phone and never get bored. Uh, Rachel being like so nautic over Ross. Oh, why isn't he called yet? Like, you, you saw him minutes ago at Central Park. Like, we don't know how, how much time has passed. Well, it's the one thing we always point out with friends is that they're awful at it and you know how much time has passed. Yes. So I'm going to assume hours. But you know, what, what's he going to say? Like, just be lovey-dovey to you? Yeah, I mean, I guess from her standpoint, you know, we kissed. Therefore, we should be together. And it's all that simple because I just want what I want. Yes. And there was no complications in Rachel's life. Whereas Ross has the Julie complication. And, and Rachel has never been like this until Ross came into the picture, really. I mean, I guess you could argue it shows how invested she is. Um, and the sudden realisation of passion that she didn't realise was there when, you know, the crap weasel. That, that, that's around. a very poor argument, I think. No, I don't. I, I think if you could know someone for years and then if suddenly your perspective changes, you know, you've got all that, you've all that friendship that existed for years, plus now a new romantic entanglement, it, it kind of mushes together. Yeah, she's, she's just acting like a spoiled child. Like, she can't have what she wants instantly. It's like, he'll call you later. It's fine. Wait. 
He's, he's not going anywhere, it's Ross. I agree in the sense that she's all like, he's going to stay with Julie. And is very like bitter about it. And it's not even happened yet. She's heard no news. And is essentially taking that as, he's not going to do what I want him to do. How awful. It's like, you should be annoyed he kissed you while he was dating someone. Yep. Not that he hasn't called. Yeah. And, and maybe you should have thought about that when you went to kiss him because you knew he was in a relationship. You could have gone, ah, hang on, hang on, Ross. Break up with Judy first and then we can do this. Yeah, you can't, like, she kind of like butter wouldn't melt given that she was trying to sabotage their relationship by telling Ross not to have sex with Julie. No. So you're not innocent here, Miss Green. <laughs> but, you know, at least at the boys' apartment, like, you know, Ross is stressing there, but, you know, you've got cooler heads prevailing with Chandler and he's like biting sarcastic remark. So, like, that's good. Like, that's a nice, nice thing for the guys to, to do, I guess. Be like, hey, Ross, calm down. Uh, but, you know, Joey has, has an even better idea, though. Two words. Threesome. I think it's an awful idea. <laughs> well, it is an awful idea. I mean, Julie, or Rachel, already doesn't want to share Ross with Julie. No. She's already upset about the yeah. Ross and Julie. I don't think she wants an all-access pass to the Ross and Julie <laughs> no. show. Like, I'm sure Ross probably uh, likes that idea, but I don't think anyone else in, in that, that fantasy is going to be part of it julie might i just it ain't happening because rachel would be like no well well you say that but uh rachel has had sexy dreams with uh joey chandler that is true of course we don't know if that was just joey and chandler but there's no there's no ross around <laughs> there is there's no certainly ross. no julie in, <laughs> no. That, in that dream no so yeah that, that that's that's a non-starter i think um you know it's not it's not a bad idea i guess but, uh, it's a, what? I would say it's a nice thought. Yes, it's a terrible yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's better. Uh, but Chandler is going to use his computer uh, to come up with some pros and cons as a list. Because why wouldn't you? He can use different fonts and colours to make it pretty. I mean, I'm curious as to... Was this episode sponsored by the people who made the laptop? Like, It's such a <laughs> crucial part of the plot. I, like, I, I think it's a mid-90s thing, like... Like I said earlier, most people didn't have computers. So Chandler having a laptop is like, oh, fun, look at this futuristic tech. And at the time, like, having a, having a computer was considered quite futuristic. So I think it's, it's their way of having some fun with this, like, oh, look at this new new Newfangled tech. It's exciting. Yeah. Fair, because plot-wise, it could have been a notepad. <laughs> like, it doesn't well, they, they do mention that. Uh, you know, Ross is like, well, why, why not write it down? But that wouldn't be fun, would it? It wouldn't be fun. You <laughs> no. have to use your new talk. To be fair, being the tech nerds that we are, if we've got an excuse to use the technology... We can have different fonts and colours. I, I probably... I had to make notes for a shopping list once, and I deliberately used my Apple Pencil and iPad, even though it was way harder to read than if I just <laughs> typed it in the notes app. It was like, well, I don't need to use this pencil, but I'm gonna, because <laughs> it's cool. Uh, but, you know, Joey suggests coming up with some cons first, because they're more fun. It is true, they are more fun. But we, uh, as, a, as a slight segue, on our Patreon, we have released a Patreon-exclusive episode for our £5 or whatever it is in dollars and up tier, where we have done our own pros and cons list of the friends. Because we wanted to find out who the best friend was. Yeah. And I so we were like, let's, let's do a pro and cons list of each one. It was a very surprising and enlightening episode, to be fair. And the results may surprise you. Yeah, they surprised us, to be They're, fair. Not obvious. And it was actually far more difficult to come up with, like, pros and cons for certain characters than we thought. Like, we thought for Ross, oh, cons all day long, that's easy. That actually, it's more difficult. Yeah. And we actually came up with quite a few pros for him. Very interesting. Yeah, so check so, it out. So, yeah, come and join our Patreon, come support us, get, uh, get an extra bonus episode. Uh, but, yeah, so they come up with their, their little list. Now... You say, in our notes, you think it's a horrible idea and then even worse to discuss it with your friends. Yes. 
Um, so, in general, the idea of picking people apart to uh, constitute parts of who they are and deciding which one you like more is horrible and shallow and foul. And then to do that with your mates is even worse. Yeah. Because, all right, say I, I was torn to, to, for some reason, at some miracle point, two women are both interested <laughs> in me and I need to pick between the two. If I then share with you a giant list of cons about the one I actually end up being with, and like you were sat there like, I'm like, oh, every time I said anything remotely like, oh, she's the greatest person ever, you'd be like, well, <laughs> on July 14th, you said that her butt cheeks wobble too much. And I'd be like, no, I did. Or the way she drinks tea is annoying. She slurps. And I'm like, yeah, I did list all these horrible, shallow things that actually make no real difference to, to anything. Yeah, because no one's perfect. Everyone has their, their slight quirks and issues. And that's what makes you like them, I guess. Plus, I feel like 10 minutes of... Of a quiet self-reflection and Ross would have worked this out himself anyway because you already know like if you're torn between two people heart heart you already know the answer you just need to realise that you're going to have to hurt somebody should, they should have played the Phoebe game where you have to answer very quickly to, to say so like you know what colour's a hammer you answer quickly yeah. they should have done that game it's like who do you want Rachel or, or Julie I mean the fact that he's even conflicted about the choice kind of proves immediately he wants Rachel hmm. because if like you said, the impact that the news had on him and then the fact that he kissed her, well, that already suggests that Julie's not the one. Well, Ross's con list. Rachel is a little spoiled. Um, that's fair. Is that, is that really a con? Like, yeah, she's spoiled, but... Well, I suppose it's how it manifests. Like, when she was, you know, living off daddy's credit card and he was paying for everything, I don't think you can hold that against her because that was how she was raised. Yeah. When it comes to stuff like, I'm just going to exchange all the gifts you buy me, you know, yeah, it, that, that's a bit spoiled. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we then have she's a little ditzy. No, I don't that, that's not really a con. That's, like if she if she's she's a klutz and dropping everything on the floor constantly, then yeah, because always you're you're paying out a fortune in new uh, cups and plates and things. Yeah, but I wouldn't particularly describe her as ditzy. No, uh, she's a little too into her looks. Like, yeah, she is, but I don't again think that's a con. Plus, that plus, could be that could be a pro. Ross buys leather trousers, so it's not like he's exactly, you know, he's not exactly Narcissus free himself, is he? Oh, yeah, it's like, and, and surely you want someone who, like, tries to put some effort in rather than being a slob. Yeah, I always get told I look nice in a suit, and I'm like, don't get used to it, yeah. this, this is all the effort in the world. Uh, and then, you know, Julie and Ross have a lot in common, and, and Rachel and Ross don't, as we've already mentioned. Like, it's true, they don't have a lot in common, and I think that's fair, like, they're I think with relationships, like if you have some things in common, that's great. If you only have things in common, that's bad. Yep. Like let's say you and your future girlfriend both love video games. Well, that's going to be annoying because you're both going to want to play the same video games at the same time, and that's not always going to work out. So your living room just does two TVs side by side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if you don't have anything in common, then well, you don't have any shared interest to do things over, right? I, I can't think of anything worse than dating someone who is exactly into all the same stuff as me because why would I want to date myself? <laughs> like, the, well, the best thing is you meet, do that every day anyway. <laughs> like, for, like, the fun of meeting new people is learning new things. Yes. So, there, there is, an, so for instance, Gossip Girl is another TV show. Um, in theory, I absolutely hate the idea of this show and if you pitched it to me, I wouldn't watch it. But even just the title, you're like, oh, it's just going to be a girly program. Yeah. However, my last relationship, my ex was really, really into it. 
I would kind of I'd read comics while she watched Gossip Girl. That was the general dynamic of oh, I watch Gossip Girl, fine, I'll stick my face in the comic. But then occasionally I'd catch myself looking up and I'm like, <gasps> Serena did what? And then she was like, watch it with me, watch it with me. And I'm like, fine, I'll watch it with you. I'm clearly paying attention because I know that character's called Serena. Yeah. And I watched it. It was great to the point where we went to New York. I went and had a cocktail at the hotel. And then, but you know, my point being, I to cut my tangent off, is that you discover new things with people who have different interests to you. Yes. And it's exciting and fun. And it changes you as a person for the better. Yeah, definitely. Even if it's stuff that you'd be like, no, I'll definitely hate that. You might find out that actually you do like it or you have a new appreciation for it. Or you go, actually, I don't like it, but I can see why you do unless it's cheese then it's just <laughs> yeah uh and then the final one is because she's just a waitress i kind of get this like you know ross has a very successful career earning some money and her job like is not a job you can tell people oh yes yeah, she does this cool thing like because she doesn't she's just a waitress and they have this a similar plot line in fraser where um Roz in Frasier is dating a garbage man. Yep. And she doesn't want to tell him. She's like, oh, you know, you know, he's into all sorts of things. Oh, he, he, he drives around everywhere, does this. Doesn't want to tell him one that he picks up rubbish. But he actually earns loads of money doing that. Yeah. And he's actually quite a cultured person. Like, your job doesn't define you. Like, no, we'd, I mean, we'd all love to say we're lion tamers, but... The, the, it's the word just that is the issue here. Like, she's a waitress. Why is that a con? But the word just is so snobbish and stuck up. Like, as if she could not be better than that. Like, I I kind of understand it from one perspective of, like, what kind of life are we going to have if, if I'm earning X amount and she's earning practically nothing and is that going to inhibit our ability to do stuff? But I guess I'm overly romantic in the sense of that wouldn't matter to me. If that was the person I wanted to be with, well, fine, I won't go to New Jersey every six months. I'll go once every two years because it's what we can afford. But Chandler is already bored and he wants to play Doom. I, f- I think that's a good choice. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have stopped playing Doom to make this list. <laughs> uh, Joey has a con though. Uh, he thinks Rachel has chubby ankles. Which is, there's a, there's a term for it, ankles isn't there yeah. where there's no ankle, but I don't think Rachel has a chubby anything. I I, mean, I, yeah, I'm sure she, she doesn't, right? <laughs> but it's just funny how Joey wants to get in on this. Like, yeah, just like, no, just let Ross decide. Like, And also, what sort of guys looking at a woman's ankles? Like, most men don't look, look at women's ankles. Victorian men? I don't <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> Uh, Julie's con list she's not Rachel which I guess kind of says it all um, you know sounds like a pro to me though like she's not not she's Rachel, not Rachel. <laughs> I mean I, this is what I mean by the, the 10 minutes of quiet self-reflection would have given that answer because he already knew yeah like that that, that supersedes every single con you know, well, she, she's not Rachel yeah. which is dumb because arguably in my head he now has a more intimate connection with Julie than he's ever had with Rachel. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you know? Like, it was there ever a day after this where Ross regretted his choice? It's Ross, so I think he's into whoever he's into. But I think most normal people would probably have a tinge of regret, like a what if. Like when he thought that Rachel got on the plane, stayed on the plane, did he think... Never would have happened with Julie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that crossed his mind. 18 pages front and back. Never would have happened with Julie. And Julie would have known the difference between you and your. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, right? So, I don't know. I, f- I feel like he's probably made the wrong choice here. Um, but We are part of the cast-off fan club there, Mark. So. We, we are. We are. Uh, but Monica, because we're in her apartment now, has made some things. Given them out to her friends to try. A nice mocklet dessert 
things. <laughs> this is a great line from Rachel. I wish like, I can't believe you let me put that in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, that's how bad the taste is. It's like, oh my God, why would my friend do this to me? But they both spit them out, yeah. Uh, that, that's just like a very quick cutaway. As we then head back to the boys' apartment and Chana is on the phone to tech support as his printer won't print. Uh, you know, I think that's kind of kind of the thing of the 90s, being on tech support for technical stuff. Like now, like tech works. Back uh, in the 90s. I hope not, because that's me out of a job. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 tech generally does work. Like back in the 90s, like trying to connect things up was, was a pain. I remember like Windows 95, I was like, it's got plug and play technology. And it's like, it doesn't always work. There's the, the famous uh, clip of them unveiling Microsoft, no, Windows 98, and then the guy's talking to Bill Gates on the stage, and he's like, oh, we'll do this, 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 and they click something, and Windows 98 blue screens, yeah. and Bill Gates just starts chuckling, which is quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, tech, tech's a nightmare sometimes. So, but, you know, I once actually got a hammer out and smashed a printer. A bit excessive, Mark. One, like, it was cheaper to do this than, than buying the ink. Because the printers are like, what, £20, and the ink is like 30 so cheaper, <laughs> yeah. right? And two, it annoyed me so much, it deserved its death. Like, it wouldn't print in black and white because the yellow had run out. So I was happy smashing it to pieces. That's right. It is a very redundant one. Why wouldn't you print? You don't, you don't need to use the yellow. Because it... printers can sense, sense, like, when you urgently need to print something. Whenever you need to print something urgently, <laughs> you push print, they're like, ah, 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 I'm not going to do it because I know you need it right now. And they find any excuse not to print. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm, I had to print off a shipping label yesterday, and the printer decides just gonna eat the paper. And I'm gonna <laughs> yes. eat the paper, and it's not a very specifically expensive printer because um, we don't really use it often. It's just like in the corner for when we seldom have to print something, and it's you can't really get into the printer. So when it does decide to eat the paper, you basically have to like get your fingertips like a rock climber <laughs> on the tiniest edge and like try and put it out and it's like tease a bit tease a bit and when you get enough you're going to rip it out and it's just like why why are you rubbish your one function is to roll paper past that print like it's, it shouldn't fail it yeah. just rolls it, it knew it it's like Ryan wants to print something urgently how can I ruin his day for him <laughs> I, so, I, I, if it wasn't for the fact that I always used the scanner on the bloody thing I would have smashed it to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I think most people can definitely relate to this uh Ross has come back from uh, Julie's, though. He broke up with her. She cried and throwed things at him. Now, I don't like that bit. Julie doesn't seem the type to throw things at Ross. Like, even if he's gone, I cheated on you. Like, I don't think she, she was a, that type to be that aggressive. I do. I think that people, you know, have different, have different shades to them. And if you think of how her life may have changed since she got with Ross there, you know, they reconnected in China, she's moved over, they were going to buy a cat. Um, they're now not buying a cat, and now she's alone. I can imagine, like, I don't think, she, I imagine she threw a cushion or yeah, that's her, her bag. I don't imagine she was, like, skimming saucers and, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. and plates at his face. Um, but I can't imagine getting upset, especially given that maybe somewhere in, like, we said that Julie was seem, never seemed to notice anything with Rachel and and Ross, but maybe there was a small part of her that knew that there was something there, and then to kind of have that confirmation has made her feel like a fool, and she's been cheated, and I, I can imagine getting, like, I'm pretty chill, but... Well, I'm sure you've been to many apartments where the hallway is just like an echoing mess. So yes. may, maybe she heard Rachel getting hot and steamy with Ross outside the door. You never know. And I mean, it could be the kind of thing where, for the most part, Julie's quite secure in herself and the relationship. So even if she did think it's now, nah, whatever, I need to bring it up because I'm fine. Yeah. And then she finds out, oh, I kissed. To me, it's the not. If she'd have gone in with the, 
I've got feelings for Rachel and we need to talk about it. I don't think she'd have thrown anything. So, so, so do you think Ross was honest and told her he cheated on her? I don't know why, given that it's Ross, but yeah. For some reason, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And I think that he went in and basically said, uh, I love Rachel forever. I kissed her yesterday. I'm in love with her. I'm sorry. See, I, I disagree with that. I, I think it's Ross. Like, he definitely did do it. He rubbed it in. It's like, you know that girl like, like you're scared of who doesn't like you? Yeah, it was her. Because Ross really does like, like to show off when he gets like, with women, definitely. Not to another woman, surely? That's just me. No, I think he does. I think he, he revels in it. He's like, yeah, look at me. <laughs> like, 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 just lit from the ballistic, lit from below, like a horror movie. And yes. lightning goes off in the background, like, it's Rachel. <laughs> yeah. The one you always feared. <laughs> yes. I don't think he's that psychotic. I, I, I think he is. Because he seems, he, seems, he seems relieved when he's telling the guys he broke up with Julian. It's sad. Like, he's made the right choice. But he also does seem a bit forlorn, as if, you know, it was a horrible thing to have to do. Breaking up with well, people isn't nice. No, it's not. Uh, Rachel then comes into the boys' apartment and she barely does this, especially she didn't even know Ross was there, so I don't know why she, she came in. Uh, maybe that mock that was so disgusting she had to leave the room. <laughs> um, and he finally tells her he broke up with Julie and it's meant to be a happy moment, but Ross is a horrible, horrible person and he doesn't deserve this moment. Yeah, it, it's just the ease with which the entire group cast aside Julie. Like, it isn't, oh crap, are you okay? Or... It's immediately a selfish thing of, so, what does it mean for us? Yeah. And I understand that that's kind of natural, but at the same time, I'm like, well, poor Julie's over there crying her eyes out with, you know, a basket and cat toys that she doesn't have a cat for. And you're just in the boy's apartment being all, oh, yeah. you know. So just respect, respect the Julie a bit more. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ross wants to, to be alone with Rach, though. Uh, and being the perfect gent, he offers to get her coat from her apartment, which... I think it's a bit weird, because they're leaving anyway. Well, he's just said one of her cons is that she's spoiled, and then yeah. spoils her by getting her coat. And so he's... So they, they was going to leave the apartment, but instead he goes, like, literally across the hall uh, to go and get it. And now she's left with Joey and Chana to, what, talk about Ross? Like, why didn't she leave with him? Be like, no, I'll come with you. Like, she doesn't have any reason to hang out with them, too. No, I'd be like, poor Julie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be the person that's celebrating this. Uh, and now this is when Rachel sees the, the, the open laptop and clearly sees her name on it. And that's when the printer also starts printing. Because of course, I mean, <laughs> yeah. tech support. <laughs> Good karma has finally arrived for Ross. Um, we're going to listen to the, to the clip now. What do you say we go take a walk? Just us, not them? Let <laughs> <laughs> me get my coat. Okay. No, hey, whoa, whoa. I'll get your coat. Okay. and he won't let me see. He won't, he won't. <laughs> because isn't that, isn't that the, 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 the short story you were writing? Yes, yes it is the short story <laughs> that I was writing. In a minute? Well, let me read it. No. <laughs> Come on. Hey, uh, why don't you read it to her?
It was summer. And it was hot. Rachel was there. A lonely gray couch. Oh, look, cried Ned. And then the kingdom was his forever, the end. That's it? That's all you wrote? You're the worst writer in the whole world! Okay, first off, Rachel is not dumb. Like, she saw her name on the screen. It was not laid out as a short story. It was laid out as a pros and cons list with nice fonts and colours. <laughs> yeah. uh, at the same time, Chandler could have been a bit more chill about that. Like, Rachel wouldn't have cared about the printer printing. She'd have been like, there's something on the screen. And the printer would have printed and she would not have gone, what's on the printer? No. Not cared. So Chandler putting his foot in it again. I mean, I guess the first part of that is Chandler being chill. Something that Chandler, you know, <laughs> no, he's <is> never. <laughs> uh, and then Ross arrives beaming with his, like, jacket. Oh, like, uh, is this the first time he's ever got on her coat? Yeah. Like, I feel like you probably doing that a million times at this point. Yeah. Like, you're going out, I'll get your coat. Exactly. Uh, I've got on your coat when you've been in my house. I'm not taking you on a date. Yeah, but you, you don't go, did anyone order a coat? I might from that one. <laughs> like, stop it, Ross. Um, and, you know, thinking quick, Ross says it's a short story he wrote. Like, again, the terrible lies. Just go, I don't know what it is. Chandler wrote something. Because okay, if you say you don't know what it is, you've then got to defend Rachel with getting the information out of Chandler. So I would have gone, it's a surprise, it's about your birthday, just don't ask. Yeah, you, you could have made up anything. There's so many ways they could have got out this farce. But I love uh, Joey's winks and nods to Ross. As, yes. <laughs> as about it being okay. Like, yeah, like. You know what, as far as digging out of that hole go, it's not an awful plan. <laughs> it relies on Chandler's improbability, but as so, you know, read it to her, it's like, as long as she finds out what's in the paper, she doesn't really care if she reads it yeah. herself, not surely. No, he, he should have said, oh, actually, I just write a diary. Or, well, he says this, doesn't he? He says he, he should have said, it's my diary or whatever. Like, he could have come up with anyway, a short story that isn't a good short story. Yeah, it's... Because if it were worse to Marco wrote a short story, you'd be like, oh, what is it? You'd immediately yeah. want to hear it because you'd be supportive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chandler's story is just ter- terrible. But, like, even if you, like, can see through the paper, which you can because of how, how the scene is lit, you can see it's a pros and cons list and not a story <laughs> still. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, Rachel, like, just then gets annoyed, getting drawn out fast, and then she sees the list. Uh, but she doesn't know at this point that Ross wrote this. No, Chandler could have took that bullet. Yeah, exactly. So... Also, it, why are you printing the list? Well, he's got to use this new technology, I guess. <laughs> you could have printed anything yeah. else in the world. But also, this list isn't, isn't helped by the fact that Chandler shorthanded all their comments. No, it's not. So it could have been, oh yeah, you know, Rachel is just a, a waitress, whereas like, you know, Julie is into dinosaurs and stuff. We have a lot more in common. And it becomes just a waitress. Well, they only got halfway through the cons before Ross ended the conversation. Yes, pretty much. Uh, Rach leaves, uh, but doesn't want to understand. She's annoyed, which is to be fair, but then Ross does like such a poor job of like trying to de-escalate this. Yeah. And, like, you could have easily like, look, let me explain, tell you why what we were doing. I've just broken up with her. I feel like at this point, blame, let Rachel, blame Chandler. Let Rachel be sad for ten minutes, and then be like, "Look, I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. The boys had a dumb idea, and we did it. I'm sorry." And then just just take the take the L, and yeah. then let her decide what she decides. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, at the coffee shop, though, Chandler has a great idea thing, and he should have said it's his diary. Um, 
I mean, that could have even been funnier, but it doesn't really fit with the story. No, because then we could have had a couple of episodes where where Rachel... Because obviously keeping a diary a scene is a very feminine thing to do, yeah. which something Chandler would have issues with. So him taking that would have been funny. And then they could have teased him for a while going, you're going to put that in your diary, Chandler, and we could have got lots of fun out of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. Uh, but it's raining out to show that this is an emotional time, yes, yeah. again. TV tropes. But it, you know... It does have some like fun because Ross has to like climb up the fire escape uh, of Monica's apartment in the rain, getting soaked. So you know, I think it's it's funny. Like, there's some pain being inflicted on him there. I don't understand how that happens because I was always under the illusion, I guess, that a fire escape ends with a ladder that can be pulled up from the ground, yeah. and you only will put uh, the ladder well, down. pulled pulled down from the ground. I should push down from the ground. Well, you, you, well, you, well, no, you don't push down from the ground. Well, push down from the first yeah, floor. Yeah, yes. Because yeah. you wouldn't want. There we go. Because I wouldn't want anyone, any Tom, Dick, or Harry, able to climb up to my window. So I'm like, surely the logic is you just have it raised, and then when you need to use the fire escape, you then knock it yeah, down. Yeah, which we see in a later episode with Ross and Joey trying to push it down. So how did stuck. Ross get up there? Maybe it was already down because it jammed, or maybe he climbed on something. Who knows? Story logic. Yeah, it just, it just always stick. I'm like, how did you climb that, Ross? You're not athletic. Uh, you know, he, he's outside without an umbrella and he's just getting soaked. Uh, but he has a new list. It's a pro list. Uh, the way she cries at game shows, how much she loves her friends, and so many, many more. I can't be bothered to list because it's, it's a pretty bad list, to be honest. I, I disagree. I don't think they're bad. I think your hatred of Ross is clouding your judgment and... I think being proud of how brave Rachel was to restart her life is adorable. I, th- I think that's fine, but it's like the, you know, it was just like stupid things, like the way she like touches her hair and crinkles her nose and whatever else. But, like, they're just all, they're not, they're not really pros, they're just things he likes. But when you're in the, the middle of, you know, sickeningly cloying honeymoon romance period, you know, I guess the kind of thing you notice, like the way someone laughs might be endearing and then, you know, two years later you want to strangle them for it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it like a pro listener. That's like thank you like. But, but that's a pro. You like you like pro, you like pros. You don't like cons. yeah. But but most of his list has been sort of about them being together. How how it works. I guess. I mean, I completely understand why Rachel's upset. I think she sums this situation up perfectly when she explains that these are the worst things she thinks about herself. Yeah. I mean, it must have been so entirely heartbreaking. Can you imagine going through that? Like, everyone has insecurities. And for the most of the time, your partner makes you feel better about them and supports you. But, like, imagine having that ripped away the day after you think you're finally getting what you want. I just want to give Rachel a big hug. Big hug. Yeah, like, I get it. Like, this is why the relationship to me doesn't always really work too well. Because the whole relationship so far has been them arguing. Yeah. They haven't even had a relationship. They're just shouting at each other. I mean, to me, this is the kind of thing that would will, will stay with Rachel for their entire relationship. Um, oh, she would definitely be bringing this back up in six years' time. Do you remember the time when... Oh, yeah, I think Rachel being Rachel would definitely use it as a, as a weapon. I just think even if, you, if, even if you weren't so inclined, I just think there would be times when you were sat down and happy watching TV and Ross falls asleep watching the, the sports and you're looking at him and you would think, I'm just a waitress. I think it would just, it would just haunt yes. you. Well, let's hear another argument. Rich, come on, open up. Rich, come on. Come on, you, you gotta give me another chance. No. No? That's what I said. Look, maybe we should go. No, you guys, you really don't have to go. We're done talking. Rich, come on, look, I know how you must... No, you don't, Ross. Imagine the worst things you think about yourself. 
Now, how would you feel if the one person that you trusted the most in the world not only thinks them too, but actually uses them as reasons not to be with you? No, but, but, see, I want to be with you in spite of all those things. Oh, well, that's, that's mighty big of you, Ross. I said, don't go! <laughs> you know what? You know what, if, if things were the other way around, there is nothing you could put on a list that would, that would ever make me not want to be with you. Well, then I guess that's the difference between us. See, I'd never make a list. Lies. <laughs> I can think of like seven things almost immediately that we're putting on this. Ross is a dork. That's going to upset him. <laughs> yeah. Too nerdy. Not as good in bed as Paolo. Like, <laughs> like I can think of so many things where Ross would just be sat in a corner crying his eyes out. At the same time, I think maybe maybe men are more willing to for, forgive certain things just because of what they can get out of it. Maybe, but I definitely think that like Ross acts like he wouldn't be crushed and he'd be absolutely devastated if you flipped yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's such a horrible start to a relationship. Like It almost feels like it shouldn't happen. Yeah, like if, you, if you were to design a happy couple, you wouldn't start it with first kiss was cheating list of horrible issues and argument on day one yeah. I think this is one of the things where people confuse passion for arguments I think a lot of times people like especially I guess the way it's romanticised and women occasionally make the assumption that oh this is fiery and passionate and it's like yeah. no it's just awful and unhealthy like yeah. you shouldn't be be shouting at each other like that and being upset over basic things yeah, exactly. you, haven't, you haven't even gone out of each other yet and you're already pointing out Flaws in each other. Yeah, it's just weird. You should be you should be excited and happy, right? You should. Uh, thankfully, though, next day uh, Monica is back at the job interview with some of her recipes, uh, but she's trying to downplay the use of mocklet. Um, they didn't get their FDA approval anyway, though, so it didn't really matter. But Monica got paid for this weird interview, at least. Like, I don't know if they hired her. Yeah, I guess it's a kind of. They realise that, well, because they seem so confident in Mucklet, I imagine they don't mind throwing some money around. So I guess it's kind of like, well, go away and make four recipes and we'll give you this flat fee so you're at least being paid to do the thing you're doing. Yeah. Because then if Mucklet's a giant success, they're not going to suffer stories years later where they're like, they made me work for free. <laughs> to me, it's a smart thing to do. Yeah, and it's that, a nice thing to do. That makes sense. Even if the, the, even, um, if the guy's asking like how much she ate and concerned um, it burns when she pees, what did they put in that chocolate? Like, yeah, you, you have to wonder, right? It's, it's, it's all so weird. Yeah, I mean, uh, at one some point during the development stage, surely you'd be like, this yeah. isn't going to work. Yeah, yeah, try it, right? Because, yeah, he's asking her, like, he's clearly concerned that, you know, something's happening. Like, surely they should have found that out long ago. Yeah, so I ate some, and he's like, some's not a lot. Yeah. And I'd be like, right, if you're this concerned, I'm suing you. Yeah. <laughs> like, immediately. Well, like, I, I'm sure I've already mentioned this before about the vitamin water in America that says 100% genetically modified. Like, it's water. <laughs> like, it's why why did water. you genetically modify the water? Yeah. Crazy Americans with their neon coloured fake cheese and drinks flavours which don't exist in real life. It's why I love going to Disney World because you go, what, what, what drinks have they got? Oh, it's, it's purple, but it says orange on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it tastes of uh, different flavours I can't describe, yeah. I mean, they exist now, Mark. They exist in the happiest place on earth, so that's okay. They do, yes. Uh, Ross then calls the apartment wanting to speak to Rachel. Um, but she's not in a good mood. And, like, she does hold a grudge. 
You're so cold, Mark. She's, she's still hurting. She is, but like, if someone's trying this hard to talk to you, just listen to them for five minutes. Like, because this is the thing with, with most TV and films, is most like misunderstandings are because they don't explain, have like a chance to explain themselves for two seconds. I mean, yeah, but that's, I think that's life in general. Like, if people would listen a little bit more and were open to communication, there'd be less, yeah. a lot fewer arguments. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I, I do just wish it was like, okay, Ross, tell your side of the story. Like, I know what I saw. Tell me why I'm wrong. Well, and then I, he can go. Well, I think, I think this is an argument that Ross can't win. It's essentially, again, you just take the L. You just wait for Rachel to not be upset and let her call you. Because you keep bothering just going to upset her. Because you, you can't fix this. There's no magic sentence Ross can say that's going to take away the pain that Rachel's feeling. There so isn't. But at the same time, I don't think she's going to be calling Ross going, Hey, Ross, how are you? Missed you. Like, she doesn't care. Like, Let's give her a day or two. Like, oh, it's yeah. It's just a persistence Probably, yeah. for well, Ross. Is just... There's definitely been time passed at this point. Yeah. But again, we don't know how much. No. I assume a day. So Ross is being needy and annoying. Uh, but then Monica puts on the radio, which doesn't seem suspect at all. No, why would you suddenly do that? It's like you've never done before. Yeah. Uh, but Ross has phoned into a radio show and asked for a song and for a message for Rachel to be set out. Do you remember when people used to do that? You'd just Snapchat yeah. them now, wouldn't you? I guess, yeah. You'd just be like... I mean, I mean, people, people listening to the radio, period, could be... <laughs> do you remember that? But yeah, it was like, you better call in and we'll play your message. And it's like, it, it did happen. I guess it was kind of cool. But uh, let's have a listen to that. Uh, we've just gotten a call from Rachel and she told us what Ross did. It's pretty appalling and Ross, if you're listening, I don't want to play your song anymore. <laughs> Why don't we devote our time to a couple that stands a chance? Avery, Michelle, sorry she hit you with her car and she hopes you two will work it out. So, With or Without You by U2 is playing there. Yep. Uh, I hate you two. <laughs> so, so I think Rachel's right to call the station and tell them what he did to get rid of the song. I, I, I guess I'm indifferent to you two. Um, give them a bono annoys me as a person, but as a band, I'm... Yeah. Especially uh, what they did a few years ago where they pushed their song on everyone, <laughs> forced yes. it onto us. <laughs> that wasn't an ideal market <laughs> employee. Uh, when playing a, a, a song, you know, after like Ross's uh, desperate song dedication, um, the the radio DJ actually says like Avery Michelle, sorry she hit you with her car. Yeah. And then Avery Michelle is Marta Kaufman's goddaughter. Ah, uh, nice. So that's how they got the name in. That's a bit uh, of trivia. Gotta it love is. it. Uh, allegedly, uh, her parents are the source of inspiration for the characters of Carol and Susan as well. Nice. I do like these little things. Like, you would never guess that at all. Like, there's normally characters or whatever in films where you're like, oh, that's clearly based on someone or something. Yeah. But in that, you never would have guessed that. So that's quite nice. I think it's a, a, a tribute to the writers then. Now, everyone's so well-rounded for the most part in the show that you just assume they're characters that were made up. You yes. Know, like, these are based on someone because they're one-dimensional and seem like this that I know about. Whereas yeah. everyone seems like a genuine character. Uh, we then have the outro and Monica is back at the weird fake chocolate place. Uh, he has a new prod- product. Pistachios. <laughs> uh, just like pistachios, uh, but made from fish. Yuck. Yeah, just no. Uh, but we do then find out that Monica is allergic to cat hair because there's cat hair in this product. Which is... Ugh. Yeah. I mean, uh, what is this company like? Do they just sit around looking at f- different foods and go, put two together? <laughs> well, well, you know, you can look at it 
in life now where you have uh, like vegan foods, right? Yep. And they'll be like, it's vegan chicken nuggets. And it's like, well, it's not chicken nuggets, is it? There's no chicken in there. No. It's, it's plant nuggets. But you call it that to, to sell it, right? That's what they should have been doing. Not getting stuff. Because when I think of like, you know, fish made from fish, I think of uh, like Tipex or glue. <laughs> not but, actual food. No, because that, because like they're they're made from like crushed up fish and stuff. Yeah, and like I can remember like the the, the smell of the glue from school, PVA glue. Well, yeah, that, that had that fishy smell in it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, gross. Uh, but this was actually meant to be the the Thanksgiving episode because there's there's a Thanksgiving episode every single season. Yep. Um, apart from. This one, in a sense, I guess. Well, it's just like, they said Thanksgiving and it counts. Well, the, the first one doesn't have a Thanksgiving episode. First season. This one kind of is. Um, but that's only because, like, NBC wanted all their shows to have one. And, like, the Mocklet storyline basically fulfills that. There's nothing, like, thanksgiving in it, really, is there? No. Oh. But, yeah, every, every season after this has a proper Thanksgiving episode. Uh, and then there was a, a breakup scene uh, was actually written for Ross and Julie. Oh, they did, which he was asking yeah. about. Oh, yeah, so. uh, but the writers decided not to use it because they feared the audience would side with Ross and, Ju- and Julie rather than Ross and Rachel. So exactly what any logical person would do. <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> like, um, I want to read that. Where's, where's that scene? Yeah, yeah, we'll have to go and find that and see if it actually exists somewhere. So, yeah, this is a, an interesting episode. We, we basically get what we've wanted for a series in a bit of Ross and Rachel getting together, and instantly it's taken away from him again. Yeah, well, we get what we wanted, but we really don't get it in a way we wanted. Like, No, it's, it's weird they, they kind of have built up to this moment, then gone, actually, nah, they can wait a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't tiresome at the time, but looking back at it, I'm kind of like, oh, really? Like, can't we just get on with this now? I, I actually want to count how many episodes Ross and Rachel are actually together, because I feel like it's actually a really small amount. Yeah, probably. But you think it's going on through every season, and actually it's really not. I always mix up or get confused about how long Chandler and Rachel... Chandler and Rachel? Chandler and Monica were married for, because in my head, that's like way, 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 like last couple of seasons, but it isn't. No. And I watched it at a point episode, and I'm like, oh yeah, this happened really early in, in my head canon, or in my head canon, it was much later. Because they get together in season four, mm-hmm. and then season six, maybe? Season five, maybe? They, they get married. Um... Yeah, it's, it's not, not that late. Whereas Ross and Rachel, like, is basically now, and then he's going to break up with her. Yep. And then he's going to uh, get a new wife in season four. Mm-hmm. And then they're not together, really, until right at the very end, they kind of maybe for a couple of episodes. Yes, true. But 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 in reality, you're thinking, oh yeah, they're kind of like on again, off again for like ten seasons. Like no, they're like on again, off again for one season, and the rest of it is either getting together or saying we're on a break. True. True. Do you think that that wife in question, the one that Ross gets, do you think that the way she acts post that line? I'm trying to not say spoilers. Everyone's in the chat. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder why you're turning <laughs> around names and everything. Yeah. Here. So essentially, when. Emily doesn't want Ross to see Rachel after the whole I take the Rachel debacle. Do you think that we see lots of negative Emily stuff so the audience don't risk siding with Emily the way they feared the audience may side with Julie? Well, 
in the, originally Emily was meant to basically be, you know, a seventh character. Yeah. So after they got married, she was going to stay in it. But the actress, she couldn't carry on. She couldn't like work in America or, or whatever. Like she wanted to stay in England. Yeah. Um, so she basically got written out of the show again, which I'm so thankful for. Well, I like that. I hate Emily. Uh, what, Emily as a character or the actress's performance? Uh, both. Both, fair. Both. I, I hate how she ups her Britishness to extreme levels. Oh, you have to when you're in America, though. It's just, <laughs> it's just par for the course. Like, like, you don't sound like her at all. I don't. No, but when I, I occasionally in New York, I was like, "Yes, well, Rava." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pip, tell you what. Does one have a cup of tea? Yes. Yes. It was fun. So, America. I would really like to visit like Central America at some point. That's in like there were countries like the Midwest or something where they don't meet British people every ten minutes. Because New Yorkers can probably tell if I'm taking the Mickey with my English accent. Whereas if I went to you know like the middle of Georgia, they'd have like no idea what I actually sound like, and they could be like. Bravo, I tell you how yeah. <laughs> just feel like Ethan Rich. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah there, there's a lot how much I do hate her as a character and, a, and her portrayal in it, I guess. But I don't, I don't think they, they played her that way um, for this reason because, like I said, they, originally she was meant to be in it for a long period of time and I don't know how that would have worked out. And if she had been in it, I wonder if I would have liked Friends less. <laughs> just put you off like I liked yeah. it till season four, and then I just stopped watching. Yeah, because well, Fraser has this when um, Daphne's British cousins come over, another British lot, and they're just absolutely horrible in it. every single scene they're in. You're just like, oh, just go away, like you ruin it. Yeah, they ruin it. There's, they are annoying, but they're supposed to be, aren't they? Yeah, but I don't know how she would have fitted in the dynamic anyway. You have like group of three girls, three guys. Does she just become like uh, another Carol where she's just kind of off to the side a bit like Ben? Yeah, or is she on. part of the main group and then how does that dynamic play out and where does Rachel fit in all this? And Yeah, I can't imagine adding an extra person because we'd get Mike added in but he's not really in, is he? Mm, and that's right near the end, so... Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know how it would have worked but no, I don't think they, they wrote that specifically to, to kind of make up for Julie and you, you meant to side with Rachel. Yeah, fair. All right, fair enough. But yeah, that's a, that's another episode done with. Almost the end of Julie entirely, but yeah, just just one more scene, small scene, and that's it. Yep, another one for the cast off club, Mark. Yeah, yeah uh, I think that's something that we're going to discuss on a on a Patreon exclusive episode in the future. We shall. Um, some of the previous relationships have had the damage that has been caused. That's going to be a controversial one because there there are there are certain members of the fan base who are very adamant that. Everyone in Friends is perfect, and there's nothing ever wrong. And we're gonna be like, they should have stayed. Forget Mike, because some people love Mike out there, and we're like, uh, uh-uh, David for Phoebe yeah. all the way. So, but then there's there's a lot of people who hate Emily as well. So, yeah, that is true. I see that hate a lot, yeah. and I I think it's because of what she does. But we'll get to that yeah, when we get yeah. to Emily. But yeah, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot that we can cover looking at their relationships and even just the actors themselves. Like, there's a lot of fun actors in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, make sure you, you check out our Patreon and subscribe to it if you can. Yeah, help support us if you can. Uh, but otherwise, where else can we find you, Ryan? As always, you can find me on GameHype.co.uk for all the nerdy shenanigans. You can find me at Fuzzballs.co, where you can buy lots of cute t-shirts and animals and mugs. The perfect gift idea. You need a perfect gift for someone? Go go there. Uh, you can support us on our Patreon, as I already mentioned, at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. Every bit of support always helps that, so we can do some cool, interesting stuff there. Um, I got for Christmas a game, a friend's game, with a ball. 
and you have to answer quiz cards on it as you throw the ball. That awesome. We get I, I mean, sort of like the episode, but not quite. Yeah. It's based on. Um, we will definitely be doing that as a video at some point on the Patreon. Me and you throwing a ball and being quizzed. Okay, okay, sporting coordination is not a strong point. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yeah. It might be a short video then. <laughs> How many takes do we do? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just one take, right? One yeah. go. We drop the ball, two questions in, end of game. Uh, you can also write to us at uh, watchingfriends.com. There's a little contact form there. You can let us know what you thought about this episode and we'll read out your comments. Yep. Uh, you can leave your reviews on iTunes and all that stuff. And you can find us at Watch Friends Pods on Twitter and Facebook. You can also write to us. Come and say hi. Um, come check out the memes that Brian posts. Yes, and tell us if you like Julie more than Rachel. Yes, are you, are you a, a Team Julie or a Team Rachel? We want to know. Like, We're definitely Team Julie. All the way. But I feel like we need to hear from the other side as well. Like, If you're Team, if you're team Anti-Julie, why? Tell us why it's Team Rachel all the way for you. There's no sound reason to hate Julie. <laughs> I defy them to find one. <laughs> Well, thank you again for listening to another episode. We can't wait to see you next week where we are going to play the one with Phoebe's dad. Yes, it's going to be an interesting one because I have some very interesting ideas about genetics and how that man made that girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an episode definitely to stick around for, right? Uh, so until next time, goodbye. Cheerio.